Washed Up Emo sponsors New Belgium Brewing are celebrating their 30th anniversary as a company. To celebrate, they're releasing Wild Ride Amber IPA, a happy tribute to their iconic fat tire. Even better, New Belgium Brewing are giving away bikes and gear all year. Find out more information by visiting newbelgium.com. Do you ever wonder if your favorite band is emo? Tired of being in the same conversation with friends? Not knowing if you're listening to post-hardcore, screamo, emo revival, emo emo violence, even ska. We're We're here here to to help. help. The Emo Council is here staffed and ready for any question you may have. Hey, Emo Council, just wondering if Green Day was considered an emo band. Thanks. Green Day is not an emo band. Okay. From the creators of Washed Up Emo, isthisbandemo.com offers the definitive answer to the only important question of your day. Hey, is this been emo? This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 67 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I am Tom Mullen from washedupemo.com. Today, we welcome Eric from the band Dowsing. Soon after the boom of the term emo revival, we found Dowsing through the fantastic label Count Your Lucky Stars. More recently, they've released a new album on Asian Man entitled OK. Eric, while on tour supporting OK, had time to chat with us about his upbringing in New Brunswick, New Jersey, the independent scene, and what's next for the band. Eric gives a fantastic look to the next generation of independent punk. Thanks for listening to Washed Up Emo. If you like this episode or any others, hit me up anytime on washedupemo.com. Enjoy. So I'm actually from New York and New Jersey originally. So I, I grew up in New York and Queens until I was 10. Then I moved to New Jersey and then I lived there, and I like was involved with New Brunswick, uh, you know, college basement scene there for all the punk stuff that was going on. Um, and then when I was 22, I moved to Chicago and went to grad school. But I ended up, you know, graduating and having three bands, and now I am here. <laughs> so obviously, you know, being in New York and being exposed to many things before many kids are. Uh, you know, did the, and obviously the New Brunswick scene is uh, a big catalyst for a lot of bands. Um, what about those? You know, those those two areas. You know, shaped what you were getting into. It's really funny because um, I don't even really think about New York uh, in the sense of like the scene because I, I was there wasn't 10. a scene really. I mean, I mean, New York. Right, it's almost like the right. suburbs were the scene. Right, exactly. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the stuff was in the suburbs. I, I think for like areas like that. But yeah, I, I was too young, I think, to know anything there. Um, and then when I moved to New Jersey, I was kind of just, you know, uh, awkward teenager uh, finding, you know, what I liked, and uh, <laughs> eventually finding <clears throat> like the music I started to like, you know, like more stuff like Mineral and, and things like that. But um, you know also liking Reggie and the Full Effect and, like, Adam's Package and just really dorky kind of uh, fun bands. <laughs> um, and then, 
when I went to college is kind of when I was like, I want to be in a band like Mineral or Captain Jazz. And then no one knew what that stuff was. Um, and, you know, trying to fight with all my roommates who wanted to DJ in a basement instead of throwing a uh, show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was kind of what I was doing. So how, how, how did you find a band like Mineral? How did I find Mineral? Um, that's a good question. I, th- I was like 18 or 19, and I had some friends that would listen to the Get Up Kids, and I guess that's like when I started getting into a lot of the like older, you know, emo stuff that like uh, Owen and American Football and Get Up Kids, and I was like Desperacitos a lot. I think I was like 18. What um, year was that? And I just kind of found it. I was like 2006. Okay. That. But but before that, I would listen to other stuff, you know, like what I guess was defined as emo, like Alkaline Trio. And I was into more uh, stuff like Ladder Man and Hot Water Music when I was in high school. Um, That's good shit. Yeah, so I went from like org core <laughs> kind of stuff to um, like, I guess, like, you know, classic 90s emo kind of things. I mean, I listened to Jimmy World and stuff like that, but I didn't really... Yeah, think anything of it, I guess. Um, back I mean, then. yeah, back then. I mean, from when you were getting exposed to these things, what from your perception were this is why? Why did those? Why did those bands gravitate to you in '06 versus other ones? I mean, Reggie and Adam, and like, I mean, Adam is packaged like that stuff was amazing, but also still pretty underground. I mean, yeah, Reggie went on to. Uh, obviously, do yeah, Get Up Kids, yeah. and he was I, in well, my chem, and I mean, he did other stuff. But it, with that, when he was just doing Reggie, like it wasn't like that was blowing the doors off the place, right? Yeah, it's funny because, like, you know, when I was when I was a kid, and I feel like this, this is a lot. For, like, I'm 27 now, um, and I think that back then, a lot of people before the internet really started taking over, and you know, you started, you know, you could just go on the internet and Google emo or something. I would, you know, go and find records and um, see these bands on these tables, and I would just read books on, like, our band could be your life, and I'd be like, oh, who's this band? And I would, you know, find this band, and it would pigeon, it would just keep, like, me going to a new band, and I just kept finding new things via labels, and and that's kind of how I, I, I found music back then. And also, I, I just didn't want to like what everyone else liked, which is kind of stupid, but I just didn't really get you know i wasn't really into the beatles like everybody in high school was into the beatles now he's smith so <laughs> so i was, was just trying to find you know what i liked and usually it was funny music like the dead milkman and admin's package or and then from there i just i got sensitive i guess i guess when i came vegetarian <laughs> mm-hmm. and then yeah. i mean for you was it and then were you playing guitar when you were like, did, did, did someone show that to you in high school? Was that something earlier? Yeah. So like in eighth grade, probably, um, I had a friend who was my best friend and he played guitar and then he was just like, I was like, well, you play guitar, I'll play bass. So I, I bought the bass and I started taking lessons in ninth grade. And then I was like, I can play bass. I can try to figure out how to play guitar. And then I started playing guitar really badly and I haven't really gotten better. But I, uh, <laughs> I just kind of, you know, self-taught uh, myself, you know, easy kind of, you know, 
chords and, and things like that, and then had basic lessons on how to play. And that's kind of how I, I learned how to play guitar. And I think now I'm okay at guitar based <laughs> off of all of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, because back then I was like, oh, you know, like, having this package or, you know, Reggie and the Fool Effect, these, like, one-man band people, like, they can do all these these cool things just themselves. And I think that'd be really cool if I could just, you know, make music that's just me and, and just play. I never did, though, because I just would play acoustic, you know? Um and then I didn't really actually own a guitar, electric guitar, until I was 22. I didn't buy electric guitar until I was 22. And then, and then, because that's when like dousing started, um, and I couldn't borrow anyone's gear anymore because I thought that was really weird. You had no urge to plug in, man. No, I, I was always I always played like acoustic, and then I played bass and dance. So I had a bunch of bass gear, and I wasn't really good at bass, so. Uh, <laughs> I eventually just, you know, I was fine. I've, I've always been like, okay at all those kind of, and know. then singing, did I you can, know, did you know, or did you kind of just try it once at practice and that was okay. And then you were default so, the singer. So my, I fell into singing in the strangest of ways. My first band ever, when I was 16, we were going to record a demo. Um, or I guess back then we thought it was an EP, but, it was just a demo and um, we were going to record three songs and the guy who was supposed to be our, our singer quit a week before we were supposed to do the recording. What's he doing? And, now? Uh, I don't know what he does now. Actually, I'm just it's a good question. He, I don't know. I, I really would be interested to see what he was doing. I was hoping you'd say uh, like he was on the voice or something. No, 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 <laughs> but he did. He did have a good Davey Havoc impersonation. Oh, Wow. That impersonation cool. oh nice but like well like i think he tried to sound like davy Havoc, you know hey miss murder yelling and screaming and um but but somehow uh i was the one who did all the backup like woes and stuff so they all looked at me and went you have to sing and i was like uh <laughs> sure and then i guess i kind of fell into singing because of that and figuring out how i should sing so I blame my 16-year-old band on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Which when you... When I, I fell into it, you know? <laughs> that's fine. And then when you got to Chicago and, you know, you were in the Jersey scene for a little bit, you had experienced New Brunswick. What was, what was uh, you know, I mean, the word catalyst comes to mind. Like, what was the catalyst of, you know, being in Chicago, starting the band, where you guys all kind of came together on? What were some of those common things that brought you together so so yeah i i um i would book a lot of shows in my basement in new brunswick um and it was fun and when uh, i was about to move to chicago i had met some people who you know played music in in chicago and they were on tour and it was actually marcus and uh gooey who uh were in dowsing when when it started um and they they were playing with their bands, please and thank yous. And I put them a show with like, uh, I think it was reviver and the measure. And it was this really fun show. And I let them see that. And then when I moved to, uh, Chicago, I just, um, I hit them up and I was like, Hey, I heard these songs and it'd be really cool if you wanted to play with me. And then we just jammed once or twice. And then, uh, we were like, Whoa, uh, Delio is our friend, David Marcus, and uh, 
with our friend, and I was like, well, why don't we ask you to play a keyboard? And kind of just, I kind of just happened. <laughs> it just kind of happened because I had met these people, and I was like bored, and I really wanted to do something. And but at that point, I had to buy gear because I was borrowing a bunch of his uh, band, the Please and Thank You's gear, and I think that they were going to get mad at me if I kept borrowing their gear. <laughs> You're, you're a fucking mooch. Come on, dude. Buy your shit. I know. I was. I was. I was definitely <laughs> mooching off of my friend Jeff, and I felt bad. Um, so then I had to buy an amp and a guitar, and now I'm here <laughs> talking to you. Now you have your own shit. That's yeah. Awesome. Now I have my own. I have my own stuff. <laughs> uh, so I think you know. There's a lot of times where a lot of the newer bands. Uh, that I speak to or maybe email with, they're either uh, doing their own thing, we're a rock band, we're an indie band, they're way into American football and just sound like that, or um, a lot, few few bands that I've found and why I kind of gravitated to you guys was you had this rock sensibility, you wrote a hook, it was still indie rock, it had a little pop in it, and there wasn't as much twinkle, which is always favorable for me because uh, I think a lot of bands kind of forget that. Um, did you, right. when you guys were kind of putting this together in your head, did it? I mean, obviously you don't know until you get there and you start playing, but what, where did, I mean, so many revival bands or bands that came out sort of at 2010 or later just instantly went to the twinkle. Why did you guys sort of go the other way? I don't even know how to twinkle. I don't even know what alternative tunings are. Um, I just know what a capo is and basic chord structures and then what I think sounds good. <laughs> and that's kind of how I base off how I write songs. Um, but, I mean, since then, I, I mean, I, I know I know some theory and, and things like that too, but I, I, I never really understood twinkle. Um, wasn't a thing that really appealed to me. There's some bands that I really like um, that do it. Yes, but and I, I, they I, are amazing bands yeah. that do, and I actually like it. I'm just saying it gets derivative very, very quickly. Uh, oh yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. it's because no, it's hard to do. Yeah, and and you know that's the one thing I think that people have sometimes people said that we twinkled, and I didn't really understand that because I was like, I don't twinkle, like I don't, I don't think I do, and I don't. But um, yeah, all our songs pretty much start with me in my bedroom, like alone, and I just play, you know rhythm guitar and I write lyrics and then I kind of show them to everyone and I go, Hey, how can we, you know, maybe I have a lead part or something, but mm-hmm. usually there's not much to it. And then, you know, we talk about it and we start jamming on it. And that's just kind of how it happens. And it happens pretty quick. Um, or it's always happened pretty quick with songs for us. Um, but yeah, I've never, and I've never really thought like, Oh, I want this to sound like this. Like, I, I feel like too many people get caught up in, what they want it to sound like and who their, you know, idols are or who like they, you know, think their band should sound like. And I've never really wanted, you know, any of my bands to sound like something. It's cool though. When it, people are like, Oh, it sounds like this. And I'm like, Oh, that that's a sick comparison. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I just, I just don't, I don't know. I don't want to wear like that on my sleeve kind of thing. It's just like, I want to be myself. And I've accomplished if, yeah. if I've accomplished anything, if I've accomplished anything, I want, I want to just, I'm true to myself. just did what I wanted, you know? Yeah, and I, 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 I'm not trying to generalize, too, and people might be shaking their heads. I'm not generalizing about that one sound. I just think there was a point in 2011 
that mm-hmm. every single email that I got to the website was a band that sounded, and I could not tell the difference between them. Like there was just this <laughs> phase, and you guys were in it at the time, and you've released a ton of stuff through Count Your Lucky Stars. You've done a bunch of splits and EPs, and that was kind of how you did it. Like you made friends, and I guess my point, like talk about that time, like when you guys were starting out, and was it? I mean, the independent spirit that I think you guys had was really similar to the 90s and probably a certain era in the 80s. And of course, it keeps going back. But it was this sort of, you had friends and you kind of stuck together in this internet era, um, which is yeah, harder no, and, which is harder to make impactful friends. And you booking shows in New Brunswick probably was a big part of it because you're sort of there face to face. How was that different for you or feeling that, trying to make these connections in the internet era? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good question. Because, yeah, um, when we started, I actually, the, the way I found out about, like, people knowing what Mineral and all that was built is I met Keith um, on an Empire Empire tour in, like, 2009, 2010, something like that. Like, a long time ago. Like, right before everything started happening. Um, and it was right before I moved to Chicago. I booked them in the New Brunswick show. Um and that's how I, you know, met him, heard about the label, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, other people know what this music is. That's really neat. Um, and then I moved to Chicago, and, um, like, the band started, and I knew people that knew him. And then from that, I, you know, I, I just kind of uh, fell into a spot where we played Joadavie's last show in air quotes because that wasn't really their last show. And uh, <laughs> I met all these people at Count Lucky Stars, and then later we signed to Count Lucky Stars. And I feel like it was very much a community back then. Like, it felt like a family, like a big group of people that um, really got along. Everyone, you know, was just doing their thing, and it was fun. And I didn't really think about the Internet at all when that was all happening. Like, it wasn't really a thought in my brain um, about using the Internet for any of that because it was, like, a very tight-knit community uh, of people. And now it's, it's strange to me because, yeah, I've seen how it's changed in 2011, um, and yeah, it, it's like a very, like you, anybody's in a band now. It's like, it's not the same. Um, there's really not the same kind of family vibe, um, you know, that exists anymore. It's kind of like a free for all of people. And, um, I don't know. I kind of miss, I kind of miss the glory days, I guess, of the early tens. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I get why, you know, it happens and kind of exploded, you know, the bubble burst. And uh, a bunch I'm, of people found out about it, and they, uh, yeah, the internet. The internet is just a very strange place. I try to stay off of it, but I need to use it, and I kind of hate that I use it so much. Things are so <laughs> like things are so much quicker. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's no, the that, part. That's it, the it's like sped up so quickly. Like, let's say you and I, which we totally would have met back in the day. Either you're touring, or I would have been in New Brunswick, and we would have met. And I didn't, you know, and I. Let's. I mean, I don't have to make it seem like I didn't have a cell phone until I got out of college. So that's old Tom over here. But you know, let's say we had cell phones or we were emailing and we met, and there was this sort of community aspect to it, and there was a really good band, and things were happening. It just it seemed like at a certain point it was you know email, maybe a Facebook message, and then all of a sudden it was just like instant, like instant Instagram, instant. Uh, Twitter, and I don't know if I'm really getting anywhere with this. I'm just trying to think like there was a point where 
it's things happen so quickly that a band released a single or a song and it was instantly everywhere or instantly everyone hated it and there was like an opinion quickly and oh yeah yeah all those like things and and you guys like there could have been a point where like you didn't have time to grow i feel like bands now like they don't have this time to like get lost in north dakota uh and like find (laughs) themselves with five people there it's 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 just you guys were kind of there yeah, so like we still kind of get lost in North Dakota. <laughs> we we are like a band that we just really love traveling and being with each other. So like even nowadays, like yeah, kids kids are gonna do they're gonna do what they think they have to do, you know. And I personally like we've always been a band where like we're like oh you want to play this weird town in Michigan or like play somewhere that no one's going to play in Montana or like, we never played Montana. I shouldn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> you want to play, you want to play in North Dakota like or South Dakota? Like, mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, let's do it. I want to play in Montana. That would be fun. Uh, but, but like, we're always looking for something like fun to do. Like we're going to play on this new tour. We're going on this next tour. We're going on. We're going to play like Quebec city and, and Maine and Bangor. And like, we've never been there, but it's going to be a, a heck of a cool time. But yeah, I feel like most people these days, don't have the same adventure you know it's more like a business um because it's easier to run your band like a business nowadays because of the internet and you know you can have an image that makes you seem bigger than you are you know yeah it's just it's just just totally different and i mean i i don't know how i would describe our band i guess we're kind of like a mid-tier emo punk band or whatever like but that doesn't really mean much i mean we still like you know, scrounge around and do what we have to do to be a band. And I think that's kind of what makes it fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the, and I applaud any band. It's definitely, that, lost. It's definitely lost upon the newer people in bands. I think it's not the same. Yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad. That it's not the same for them. Yeah. It seem it just seems like, Oh my God, I have to do all these things on the internet. I need to do all of these sort of things to project this image when sometimes like I almost wish a band had a moratorium. Like you're not allowed to like tweet about that your premiere is coming until like your third split seven inch or something. Like it's just some <laughs> like like not like so as a gate, but like just sort of like can you guys just go do your own thing and like cultivate yourself? Because I sometimes think that that hurts. Maybe it helps. Maybe a band comes out of nowhere and I'm I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't say anything either way for how it happens. I just I I, I almost I almost want some bands to sit back and hang for a minute before trying to take yeah, over the world. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. Yeah. Everyone thinks the premiere is, is good. And, and, you know, I guess like part of it too, is like the excitement of having this product that you want to get out for most people. So I get like why people do it, but yeah, like for us, I know that like our new record, it took like three years to come out. So we were kind of excited, but I, I like really try not to post too much, but sometimes I'm like, but no one knows because the Facebook reach is so bad and no one can see because Instagram is getting bad. Now. Like, you know, it's like all these things happening where you're like, you're like torn because you want to post things, but then you have to pay the internet money so people can actually see what you're posting now. Yeah, no, I don't no, know. no one's going to see it unless you pay for it. I um, know it sucks. I, I hate it. I don't, I don't, I mean, <laughs> do you, uh, it, it's not fun. It, it's really heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, do you hate 
that people had attributed the word emo to your band? Not hate, but did you were you disappointed? Where is it like, oh, I wish we could have gone the other route, indie rock route, or do you ever have things like that? Mm, okay, so back then, no, like I definitely didn't mind it, you know, especially when like emo was getting like like really like a trendy thing again. Like I was like, oh, that's cool. Like people like Midwest emo, and like we're on a Midwest emo label, and we are. We are an emo band, I and mean, I like listen to emo bands, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I'm, I guess I'm a sensitive a human, um, so I, I was okay with it. Um, but I mean, I think now we definitely don't sound like an emo band. Um, I mean, we still obviously have elements of what we sounded like, so I get why people could still say, "Hey, you guys are an emo band," and I'm fine with that. But I definitely think we're more aggressive and more punk now. Mm-hmm. And we're on a punk label, so I feel okay saying we're a punk band. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because punk, the word punk obviously has a it's bunch of different... Emo and <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like punk has got this, like they have a bunch of subsets of genres and people put those into buckets. And it's somehow, you know, if it's post, if it's pop, like whatever the sort of punk word... Um, but you know, obviously the, I don't think I've ever had a band on that wanted to be called emo. Um, and that's, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely don't, you know, I'm not like mad about it. I just, I do think though that like, it changed prefer, again. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, there was that moment for a couple years in 210 to 2011, a little bit of 2012. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just wonder when everyone's going to stop writing about it or at least stop covering it. Um, that's always yeah, like my the, fear. Like I'm like, I love the way this sounds. Don't go away. Like I tweeted that today. I was like, if you're in a band right now and you're playing music and you love it, keep doing it. Don't assume. Don't wait for like if the next thing happens. Don't go to that. Keep doing what you think is cool. And if and that's that independent part. That's that punk element that I think a lot of bands forget about, or yeah. maybe they're just not they're not aware. Um, or labels, or just let it happen. Like you, you wouldn't have gotten a lot of bands that you love without it. Right, right. Um, for you guys on Asian Man, I mean that's a fantastic label, amazing rich history. Uh, how did you guys get get in touch with those guys? So um, my other band, uh, Pet Symmetry, uh, has has done some records with Mike. Um, and, you know, obviously when I was a kid, I, I loved Asian Man Records. I loved Alkaline Trio and Lawrence Arms and Colossal and all these great bands and Lemuria. <laughs> so, um, for me, I, I was like right at home and I was like, oh, this is, this is fun. So I, I did that with Mike through Pet Symmetry. And then, um, our band now, what are, who, who is in our band now? We all stayed with Mike, uh, when we were on tour with the Sidekicks and Sundials like two summers ago. Uh, and we all met Mike and, you know, he's a, he's a great guy, obviously. Um, and we, uh, you know, hit it off. And then I guess we were recording the record and he was one of the people that I, I thought would be, um, the best fit for what the band sounds like now. And Mike listened to it once and he, he's like, I love this. I need to put this out. And I was like, that's all I need to hear. That was like the only validation I needed was Mike Park likes it. And yeah, <laughs> That's for me, awesome. for me, that so was good. enough, you know, because I was like, I, you know, I love Asian Man, so like, since I was a kid, and yeah, and I've been very fortunate to work with people that I, I like, respect 
and like that I wanted to work with like say with Counting Stars like I liked Keith and his label and I got to work with them and I was like this is so cool and then I never thought that I would be able to work with Mike Park and I do and it, it, it's a dream you know that's rad I mean coming yeah, from the right place and, and you guys are on the same page and I think if anyone out there hasn't checked out the new record, okay, um, from Dowsing, definitely uh, one of my favorite jams is Outside. Um, oh, yeah? That is one of my favorite jams. Uh, whenever there's like a little halftime breakdown, it's always like, that's if anyone wants me to review a record, throw down just a little sneaky breakdown and I will uh, review it. That's sort of a trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's the, the most, uh, uh, what, how do I say it about that song? That's the meanest song on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I was in a so shitty mood today, kinda, and it, it helped. <laughs> that's, that's that's funny. That's funny to me. So like that, like lyrically, is the meanest. And um, I actually like of all the songs on the record. Um, I, I like how the record sounds and all, but I feel like I could have done a little bit more on that song. But I still like that it you know came out the way it did. So. So thank you for liking it. Hey, I love <laughs> so, yeah, that. You're cool. just like I could have done something else. I could no, no. Well, I mean, like you know, there's always you know something that you want to you know do better, and you strive to you know. Yeah. But it, I, I do. I am happy with it, and because when we were going into recording it, that was like this song that we were all like, "Yeah, this song," and and by the end we were like, "Yeah, this song is good," but all these other songs are way more fake. <laughs> You're like, let's let's put this thing a little bit further down the, the track on the yeah, uh, track like listing. <laughs> Yeah, it's just funny how that works though sometimes because you're like, this song is sick. And then you, we record all these other songs and we're like, oh wow, we didn't realize how much cooler these other songs are, you know? And, and But that means it's great then if, if that means your favorite song is still a great song, but you think all these other ones are just as good or better, you know? How is the, how is the reception felt when you've, you know, if it's seeing everybody sing along or, uh, you know, it's definitely early days, but uh, the early reaction, uh, has it been something that you've accepted or, or not? Uh, have you been stoked on it or you feel like, ah, oh, there should be, you know, we just need to get out there? Yeah. No, no. Everything's been really cool. Like, we have been really happy with how people have, you know, found the record. And I, I mean, there's only a few really negative reviews, only really one. But uh, <laughs> I read everything. But, um, really? I, Why do yeah, you read I, I everything? Do. I just, well, I'm just curious. You know, I always find it. I like don't really take it. I don't feel bad if I read something that's bad. You know, I'm just like, oh, interesting. That person just doesn't get it, and then I just move on to the next one. You know, it's like, but but anyway, uh, all all the the reviews have been really really positive, and and it hasn't been like man, they should have just stuck with the old shtick or anything like that. Everyone's like, oh, this is like, <laughs> this is really cool and different and it's aggressive and has a lot of energy. And, and I, I mean, I, I'm really happy because it, I mean, the record took a year to come out. So like waiting that long and having a positive reaction like we've got has been really nice because it makes it, make it be like it's it was worth it the whole time you know i i I think those words you said you said energy you said aggressive i think those those are really great words to for punk and for independent music and have something that someone uh can get behind so that's fantastic that you're you know feeling that um from everybody and uh i love that you read everything that that's fantastic i i i don't even dare go on reddit because they always 
say I'm, I'm I'm an idiot on there, which is fantastic. So, oh no, oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, there's always there's always one hater. It's okay, yeah. you know. That's, that's okay. You need you need to know you need to know your audience, I guess. But it's like, why not? Just if it's brutal, it's brutal, you know. And do the internet's I, I like live, I can live with it. Dude, the internet's kind of fucking scary sometimes. I, I mean, it is. I, I, like you post something and you're like. Oh, this is cool. And then I'll get like a text message and they're like, dude, your Facebook page. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like living my life. What's going on? And they're like, oh, everyone's flipping out. Or I'm like, oh man, like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's sometimes like, I wish I could go back to the early tens with you, Alex. I understand. Yeah, man. The early tens are where it's at. We could hang out, <laughs> have fun, sit in my, sit in my weird basement, like have, have a good time. Why is there um, someone's dad here? I'm si- I don't look like a dad. But that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's, you know, it, it's just sometimes, I don't know. <laughs> Shit happens the way it is. Does there any uh, labels or bands that aren't getting the recognition or ones that you love that you want, you know, people should know about? Oh, okay. Um, labels. Hmm. Or even bands or just... Well, like you know, there's there's a lot of cool labels. I mean, like Broken World, I think is a is a definitely I, a strong up and coming label. Like I was about to uh, concur that if you didn't say, I love what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, uh, Derek is just an amazing person. Um, they just believe in their their friends, and and I respect Derek a lot, and I'm glad to know them um, and call them my friends. But yeah, they they just. Like, even if it's just this band that doesn't do much, as long as, you know... It's out there. Yeah, as, as long as they're like, they'll put it out, and, and, and I, I think that's really cool. And I'll definitely check it out, just because I'm like, oh, well, you know, we give similar music taste, so I'm sure whatever they put out is good. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that what you did, though. Grizzly record, that posture in the Grizzly record came out today, and that was cool. I listened to that today. Um trying to think of other labels. I, I like Tiny Engines a lot. Um, I think that they do a lot of cool stuff. And obviously I like Top Shelf and and um, uh, Kevin's a good friend. I'm trying to think of like other small labels though that I that I think are cool. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, my, my bandmate just whispered to me. Community Records is really cool. <laughs> uh, I've actually never heard about them. Tell tell everyone about them. Okay, so Comrec uh, Community Records is, is New Orleans, um, and they do a lot. They're kind of like not, I wouldn't say they're an emo label, um, but they do a lot. They're kind of like an, almost like an Asian man mm-hmm. type label. And they do a lot with like Woozy. If you ever heard of Woozy, um, they're good friends of ours. Uh, they're, they're like a, um, a very interesting band. They kind of like fit in with like the exploding in sound kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is more like in, this is like the more indie side of music, I guess. Not yeah. really, no. But but like those, there's a really great group of people, um, and uh, we're gonna work with them in the future soon to do some some cool splits. So um, be on the lookout for that, I guess, later in the year. But yeah, they're 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 a fun label. Um, and then uh, uh, we have another a friend who does this record label called Soft Speak, and. Um, he he does this, uh, like Pet Symmetry has done a split on there with Slingshot Dakota, and he he does a bunch of um, splits that come out for charity. So all the money after they recoup goes to charity. What was uh, the label called really again? Cool idea. 
uh, soft speak. Soft speak. Oh yeah, soft speak. It's based out of Hoboken. Hoboken, yeah, Hoboken, New Jersey. So you know, New Jersey. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other. Oh, and then I mean, Dog Nights is over in the UK, and and they put out our our record with with Asian Man, and I think that Garen uh, does a lot of cool stuff. Like he put out the new Dikembe record today. He helped put that out over there, and uh, he works with a lot of you know cool bands like from here. In the, in the States and, and puts their stuff out over there. And I don't know, there's just a lot of cool people doing good stuff. And I guess the last one I'll say is uh, Near Mint. They do a lot of, of cool stuff. And, and Corey is really nice and they do good packaging. And, and um, I don't know, they really care about, you know, what they're putting out. And I think that's that's important. As long as they, the people care about what they're doing, I think that's all that matters to me, you know? And I think that comes through, and uh, sometimes maybe it's harder for people to pick on. I feel like I can, or pick up on, I can feel like I can pick up on it. Maybe maybe I don't, but for some reason I can just look at it and be like, okay, I can see the connection. I can, you know, I met them, or I see the, and I'm not saying people don't do that, but there's this, that independent spirit of it that, you know, maybe this won't make us a ton of money, but we still believe in it. Uh, and yeah, that's more yeah. the catalyst. And yes, you need to have those records that keep the lights on. Um, but for the most part, you're able to, you know, you hope that what you believe in is what people are going to be into. Yeah. You know, like I've thought about it since I was 16, like, Oh man, I could do a label. It'd be so much fun. And then I was like, man, I'm glad I never made a label. <laughs> uh, it would have, it would have been too much. And I really respect the people that, you know, do it. And I think it's, it's really nice that, um, I can, you know, be friends with them and hopefully work with some of them in the future. And, yeah. And yeah. you, and you guys have done so many splits. And like I said, that was kind of an old school way to get your name out there. Um, yeah. That was kind well, of like how like, I first heard those, about minerals. There's always those songs. Sorry. There's always those songs that like, you know, don't make the record or they're just weird and, you just want to get them out and like, you know, a split's just a fun way of doing something with a friend, you know? And, and I kind of, it's always, I always looked at it as like a fun release, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think but that's how I of, found out about you guys was probably on a split. Cool. Um, you know, you see it with another name and you're able to make those connections. That's sort of, um, you know, the old school way. Uh, so when I saw, I was, I was looking back at all the splits and I was like, holy crap, they did a ton, which is kind of, Rad, <laughs> very, very, yeah. very, very nineties of you, or even eighties. Well, we have we have two splits coming out this year, so we're gonna have some splits coming out. Keeping the train, <laughs> keeping the train going. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a there's a time and a place to do them. Um, you know, I think we're a little bit more particular about them now because I don't think we want to inundate ourselves. But I don't know. I think I think you know if I if we want to do a split, we're gonna do it. You know. Is there any uh, bands that you love that no one's talking about or uh, ones that people should oh, check yeah. out? Oh, man. Oh, man. On the spot. It's so hard to think. Um, I know. It's like when you walk into the record store, when you go to Amazon.com, you're like, what was I searching for again? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so some bands from Philly that um, we're friends with are, are you know, uh, Kiss City, who are on Soft Speak. And... Um, they're really, really awesome. And then there's that band Jank from Philly. Um, they're great. They're they're friends of mine. I've known some of them for Ruben for a long time. He books shows in Philly. Um, man, who are some other younger bands that I, that I like? It's so 
Oh man, I, I I try to stay I try to stay on top of that stuff, and then I just it's really hard for me sometimes too. It's so um, hard. My friend, yeah, my friend Anthony started doing some solo stuff called Anthony uh, J Sanders. I think it's just called Anthony Sanders though, and he's from the Island of the Fit Toys. He just he's putting out a record on Near Mint soon. That's really cool. Um, oh man, who else? There, man, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm talk- my my bandmates are gonna, yeah, yeah, younger bands like you. <laughs> now they now they're chirping it because they, they see I'm stuck. Nice. I blabber. I can blabber forever, but now I just, like, can't even can't even think. I stumped um, you. There's a there's another band called Slow Mass that um spell you know, that the Josh is from yeah Slow Mass. They're they're members of Intrude over it or in it. Uh, Recreational Drugs is like Matt Frank from there to there. Um, it's his his new thing. Which is really cool, um, man. That's no. Uh, I, think that, I, think that's, <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like the the most I can think of right now. But then I'm gonna get off the phone with you and be like, "Oh crap! I could have mentioned this friend's band or this friend's band." <laughs> and like, I I mean, then I feel bad because it's like I, I want to talk about them all, you know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, again, there's. I mean, I get five to six emails a day, and I'm sure that. Um, you guys get sent stuff. It's 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 amazing to see w- w- the independent spirit of uh, this music continue and however it forms. And if it's if it's a punk thing or an indie thing, that was the great thing about um, I think even the eighties and nineties and probably before that was you could go to a show and it wasn't formulaic. It wasn't like every band uh, was a certain type. Um, yes, there were those tours and every scene had a different thing, but there was a, a moment I think for the nineties, a lot of people remember and a lot of people uh, that you could get a band that was an acoustic singer and then it was a hardcore band and then it was an indie rock band and it all sort of connected. Um, and I think right, that's what's so, right. that's what's so amazing right now is that, you know, Kevin from top shelf is putting out random stuff and it's not all the same thing. And it, it's, it excites me when I get a link from him or he tells me to go check something out. Cause I know that it's going to have that same spirit, but it's not going to sound the same. And that's what is so exciting about opening up your email now <laughs> is that, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think tiny engine is kind of doing that too. They're yep. starting some, some curveball bands too. I mean, um, there's a band Yeesh from here that they just signed, which is really cool. Um, and they're like a noisy rock band. I mean, and Rat Boys is on top shelf. Will Will's our drummer, and he's he's in that band. I'm stoked that they're on top shelf. And yeah, I'm just I'm just glad you know people are, you know, they're they're still staying in the realm of indie um, and all that, but they're you know moving on to you know see what they can do next which is which is cool you know yeah and that's that whole part that i absolutely love is that i can't wait to hear what the next balance and composure record is or what the next intuit over it is or what I, I it's almost like i love kind of seeing these bands progress like hearing the hotelier now like that's amazing uh to yeah. see what they've sort of done and I want to help cultivate that and not have it be this sort of flash in the pan. Like, well, you didn't sound like what it was and you know, hats off to you. And I love that these, there's a group of fans that are sort of sticking with a lot of these bands and letting them go on these rides of of trying to figure out where they're going. 
Well, yeah, because, I mean, most of these bands would have broken up, you know, like, after a first record. <laughs> you know, it's like the good old days. We, we only would have had one good record, and then we would have broken up. <laughs> yeah. And I but think... nowadays, it's just totally different. It's, it's, it's cool, because and... people know what the music is, and there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a crowd for it, you know? Yeah, and there's an acceptance of it, and I think that right. takes a certain person. That takes a certain person that's a little bit, you know, past the single uh type of person that's going to give a minute to it and that's what i love about you, you know you guys are around and there's great labels that you mentioned if it was soft speak or tiny and top shelf and uh count your lucky stars they're just being able to cultivate that and i think you guys are right there in the middle of it um and not to say the other things are i'm trying to protect myself i'm not saying like other things aren't the right way but it just that, no. in, that independent spirit i think is really really important with creativity oh, oh for sure yeah i agree with you 100 percent. um so is there uh do you feel like there's a band that you know they will have that not hit single but they will kind of break out a little bigger or is there one you're kind of seeing two years down the road or even their next album you're like wow these guys i think have got it for the next you know the next thing Oh my God! Uh, Modern baseball is going to become the biggest band in the world. <laughs> yeah, and I mean they're they're like friends of mine, and like they played my garage in Chicago because I, I was running shows in Chicago when I moved here. Um, and and they played my garage with one of my other bands, and like shortly after that, their like next record came out, and they just exploded. And now their new record just came out the other day, and it's going to make them huge yeah the record like is they're they're the biggest band. they're going to be the biggest band after this record the record um, is very very good it is very good i i love it um it's like the weaker thens and the killers made a split record it's great uh they <laughs> uh they dj'd uh them and the hotelier came when they were on tour they came uh god this was four years ago or three years ago all the years blend together apologies but they had come and hung out and dj'd with us and I was like, oh, cool, this, you know, little bands are coming by. And, like, I love them. I'll, these guys are really doing cool stuff. And then I remember I kind of, I don't know if I was in, like, some sort of, like, days. But then, you know, two or three years later, I'm like, wait, that, I look, looked back at photos. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot Modern Baseball DJed with us. <laughs> and now they're, wow. like, fucking huge. Like, you kind of just, you know, forget. And I'm like, oh, those guys are really making it. Uh, and, yeah, I agree. If anyone uh, hasn't checked out their uh, record i'm sure by the time this is out this will be everywhere um but uh yeah. yeah they're definitely poised for that next level definitely and then i think the other one is like sorority noise um cam like i mean i've known cam i played the first old gray show ever really oh <laughs> and, no shit yeah yeah in new hampshire um and they uh so they they definitely so, so sorority noise i think will become very big once they make another record um, they said that EP come out, but I think their next record will be huge. Um, and then Hotelier, obviously, once their record drops, I think that's like going to be next level for them too. I, I, I yeah. And so what's, those are like the three bands off the top of my head that I can think of that are just going to become massive. Fantastic choices. I, what's interesting is, yeah. and maybe it's a cat. Maybe it's a it's a. Um, I'm uh, not thinking of the right word, but maybe it's sort of a reason to why, but like everyone's trying to move so far away from what emo sounds like. It's almost like more exciting. 
Like, it's almost like the race to be as far away from the word as possible with their next record. That's what I Yeah, like. I know. Oh, you it's... thought we were emo? Yeah, that's nice. We're going to play instrumental music and uh, have drones. Like, that's what we're... Yeah, we're going we're gonna to become a punk band and find an Asian man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you guys are right. doing it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's, so that's the, that is the trajectory then. You come out, you take a little bit of the revival, and then you're like, sorry guys, we're off to the other side. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, honestly, it wasn't even like a, a, a I'm call joking. like that. For, for, well, I, I know you are. Yeah, for me though, it's just like what I'm feeling, and if I'm, that's, that's what we were feeling, you know? It's kind of what we went for. Yeah, and I think that's what these bands are trying. I'm not. I mean, I'm sure that the it was it. They were given time to make what they want to make, and this happened back then. I mean, a band called Split Lip, which uh, people maybe don't remember, you know, was like a hardcore band, and then they came back as a band called Chamberlain, and they wrote like folky, uh, you know, Americana songs. Um, right. And right. That was fine. Everyone was like, "I love Chamberlain. It's fine." <laughs> like we still, like, and so right, it, like, that, it's like Jawbreaker to Jesse Brazil. Exactly. What? How fucking great yeah. are both bands in their own yeah, right? Promise Ring, Promise Ring to Maritime. <laughs> I've actually, I actually will have a, I will debate anybody, and I know I'm probably like people are going to turn off the um, episode. I will debate that Maritime has better songs than the Promise Ring, um, and it's and, very true. And a more store and and a longer they have a longer history and they have like like Dave Davy as a writer progressed. It wasn't right, like exactly. they yeah and the so the yeah it's like I love seeing that so I want to know like I want Cam to write more sorority noise and then get frustrated and write a new type of thing. Um, he and, oh he's always right he has like he has too many bands he already he already has like. Two or three other bands. I mean, coming for me, who has like two or three other bands. But you know, he, he he's he's always running you know different kind of stuff. So like, um, yeah, I agree with you though. I think I think it's cool. I feel like you have to you have to have that bookend though for that really to happen. So it's like he'd have to end Old Gray or he'd have to end Sorority Noise to really do the next thing he wanted to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because you have to. I feel like you have to work with all new people. And you just have to have like a new new direction in your mind of like what you're going to go for. Yeah. And start fresh. Um, but yeah, I, I can tell you right now, and I'm sure you're on the same page as me. Like, I like usually love the bands that come after the bands that everyone loves. Like, I kind of like the New Amsterdam's a lot. <laughs> They're after the Get Up Kids, you know. Like, I just kind of like the more mature. I, I mean, those kind of bands. I love the Gloria the Gloria record. After Mineral. I mean, I think some of those right. EPs are amazing and that, like, you could see it progressing. Um, right. And that's what they were going for. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're right. It's like, you should tell that to, like, a band you really love. You're going to be like, I'm going to love your next band. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that would be the, for me, though, that would be, like, the biggest compliment. <laughs> or maybe it wouldn't be. Maybe I'd be like, shit. <laughs> They're, like, but waiting I for you definitely... to end. Yeah, that you know what? Maybe they're right. You know, you need to do you need, you need to do that now when you meet a new band. I'm gonna love your next band, and they're gonna look at yep. you like, what did what did Alex just say? Yeah, I, I think I feel like I would crush a lot of souls, but seriously. <laughs> but but you know, it, it's kind of funny just because like that. That's just I don't know. Maybe it's because maybe I like those bands more because not as many people like them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm speaking about it now. Yeah, the like eternal, uh, yeah, turn it off or uh, yeah, 
if you're not into it, yeah, maybe. Uh, but I also think the the progression of the artist. Um, a tour planned for August um, to the West Coast, um, and we're going to do that um, with some bands on Asian Man and some other some other bands, and uh, it'll be fun. And then I think we're going to go back to Europe in September, and then uh, go to Fest. And then if something else happens, that'd be cool. <laughs> so we're pretty much on tour until the end of the year. <laughs> All right. So everybody, so yeah, a lot every- of a lot of touring, but we have you know other splits coming out too. So we have like two more splits coming out. So a few more songs. That's that we've fantastic. Had on the back burner for a while. I so love I'm, it. I'm excited to get them out. I love hearing your excitement. I love hearing the the words that are coming out of your mouth as you know true and sort of that. Like I said earlier energy aggression to you know trying to just trying to do this and make friends and you've obviously been doing it since you know day one with the putting on shows you sort of instantly realize like oh i need to be nice to people <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thank you no, uh yeah I, I think you know my mom raised me right you know, happy mother's day love you mom uh <laughs> so I, I feel like you know um i just grew up you know, trying to respect people and, you know, get to know them and, and understand what's going on and be helpful. And I feel like that's, you know, that's important for the community that we're part of too. And, um, I don't know. I, I get more, I get the most joy out of doing that and playing shows and meeting people. And it's just something for me to always have and cherish, you know, and I, I can't, I can't, uh, take it for granted. It's a weird opportunity that I get to do, and, and it's, I love it, and I don't know. I, I'm, it's great. Hello, Washed Up Emo fans. Thank you for listening to this podcast over the last nine plus years. Or if it's your first time, welcome. It has flown by, and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. And for this current episode you're about to hear, I do have a favor of you. I have some books out right now called Anthology of Emo, and Volume 2 was released last fall. I really think you'll dig it if you haven't heard of them. It features guests from the podcast, including Jim Atkins from Jimmy World, Chris Conley from Saves the Day, Travis Shettle from Piebald, and John Bunch from Sensefield. Also, reprinted volume one so you can order both. Check out the DIY publishing at anthologyofemo.com.